Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. My name is Chad Lehman, and I'm here for the this next episode, the 54th or 53rd or 55th or whatever it is, episode of Ministry Bits. And um, it's been a while, and uh, thank you so much for downloading and tuning in. Uh, really appreciate uh, you listening. Uh, appreciate you sticking around as well, because we haven't had an episode in quite a while. Turns out that when you have another child and a full-time job and you're involved in three board of directors for three organizations and conferences and things, turns out you're a little busy. And um, honestly, Ministry Bits got put on the back burner, but I've got a new philosophy that I want to discuss with you today, and then we'll get into our topic of the day. Um, and that is, I think that I've been trying to plan big, huge episodes. I've got these vast, you know, episodes that I've got a ton of material crammed into the 30 or 40 minutes that I've been doing. Well, I've been thinking, well, what if I did just 15 or 20 minutes on, on one app or one topic instead of trying to cover all of the writing apps? How about I cover just a couple of the writing apps or one that I really like and use. Um, and so that's what you're going to see is hopefully a little bit more consistency from me and shorter episodes on a more frequent basis. And so I think shorter is better. I think that, um, you know, 22 to 25 minute sermons are the sweet spot. And I think that, um, 22 to 25 minute podcasts are going to be the, uh, the same way. And so I do appreciate you tuning in. And I do appreciate you sticking around. And if you are listening to the show and you haven't subscribed, do that. If you haven't um, uh, left a recommendation for the show on iTunes, that helps out immensely. Uh, you should do that. But I've heard from a lot of you guys uh, about, hey, you know, you're not pestering me. You're not bothering me. You're just like, man, you come back and you say, man, I love the show. I, I really love the show. It's helped me out a lot. And you know what? If every episode just helps one person uh, do things better and be more productive and, uh, and enlightens them to a new app or a new way of doing things that they didn't uh, see before, then I've done my job. Um, and I mainly did this podcast because I really wanted to help people. And uh, that's what I want to do. And it's not been a, uh, it's not at all been a question of, of uh, not wanting to do it. Uh, this is something I greatly enjoy doing. It's not been a question of something where I don't have a lack of material. There's a ton of stuff that I've got to talk about. In fact, I've got a list of about five really short episodes that hopefully I'll get out to you here in the next uh, uh, couple of months. And so it's not been a shortage of, of content. It's not been a shortage of, of will and determination to do it. It's just been a shortage of time. And you know exactly how that is. Um, and if you have kids, you know how that is. If you have a full-time job, you know how that is. If you're involved in anything outside of that job, uh, you know how that is. I've been busy with Evangelism University, with M2Y, uh, especially with OneWord. If you haven't checked out OneWord recently, OneWordStudy.com, uh, man, that is just gone above and beyond all the expectations that we had, and it has been phenomenal. Uh, so check that out, OneWordStudy.com. And, um, We've got something really great planned for 2019 for One Word. We're not going to make any announcements yet, but we don't we don't have anything planned for 2018. Uh, but we do have something really great planned for 2019. Turns out, making a book, an actual printed book, and selling it is 
a lot more difficult than we thought. But anyway, that's the things that I've been involved in. And uh, also I have kids and, and a wife and I refuse to um, do any kind of work at home and I give my family time to my family when they deserve it. And um, I make my family a priority on nights and weekends and uh, I make my uh, job a priority during the workday and uh, everything else kind of just falls to the wayside. If it gets done, it, get, it doesn't get done. You understand. I, I'm like preaching to the choir here. You completely understand. So all that being said, uh, spending four and a half, five minutes here talking about this, I just wanted to tell you that I am still very much interested uh, in doing ministry bits. It is not dead, hopefully, uh, as long as I can try to keep it alive and try to keep episodes coming with a consistent basis. I really want to do that for you because I've heard so many great compliments of people saying, hey, I love the show. I just I had one I had one guy tell me that he just discovered the show and he binge listened to all the episodes and he found it incredibly helpful. And that is just absolutely wonderful. So if you have any comments or questions or anything like that, email me directly at chad.landman at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I uh, You can go to my personal website, chadl.co. You can go to Ministry Bits, uh, the the blog, the um, podcast feed at chadl.co slash mbits, M-B-I-T-S. And you can check out all the episodes of the backlog there. We've got over 50 episodes of stuff with some with guests, some not. And turns out guests, booking guests and getting time for guests is, is really hard. So most of the episodes you'll hear going forward are just going to be uh, insights from me and questions from you that you have submitted from me. Uh, because coordinating those times and stuff, I have to record when I can record. And um, just time. It's a matter of time. Uh, making time to do something that's important to me. So... All that being said, uh, let's get into our topic of the day. We're going to be talking today about um, what's on my iPhone home screen, actually, because in the last few months, uh, some of those things have greatly changed. Uh, some of my habits uh, have greatly, greatly changed. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about those things today. So if you're using um, Pocket Casts or Overcast, on iOS. Right now you should see if you open up your phone, don't do it while you're driving, of course. But um, if you open up your phone and look at the album art there, you should see a picture of my uh, iPhone home screen. And I want to tell you a little bit about uh, what's um, what's happening on my iPhone home screen, how I've got it structured and what apps I'm currently using. Uh, first off, I've been using my iPhone 7 Plus um, a great deal more than anything else. Um, the church has a couple of iPad minis that I am able to utilize. I have a full-size iPad Pro 9.7 uh, that I can use. But I have found that preaching and teaching, as well as just getting general work done, I use my 7 Plus quite a bit. And it is actually really, really nice uh, to be able to use that and because it's the device I have with me all the time. Uh, the camera is phenomenal. And uh, the screen is nice and big, and uh, in certain apps, I'm able to um, make the text larger or smaller, depending on what I need to do. And uh, I can go wide, I can go portrait mode, it's just, it's just really phenomenal. So I want to start in the dock, and I want to start uh, from, from left to right. And obviously, uh, you see the messages um, thing there, that's self-explanatory. Um, do a lot of text messaging, I do a lot of... Um, horsing around with a couple of my friends and I do a lot of texting with my wife, 
a lot of group texting with certain groups that I'm working with, the ministers group here at Graymere, the um, one word group. And so that's, I, I usually, I, that's probably my most used app on the entire phone is, is text messaging and, and for good reason. Uh, the next one is drafts, and I've talked about drafts. I'm hopefully going to have a show on drafts very soon, just just on drafts. Drafts is a great scratch pad uh, for anything that you need, uh, and you can send text to anywhere that you want. And uh, usually, if I have a if I have a little badge there, a number one, two, or three, or whatever like that, that is a a text file that I've written something down that needs my attention. Uh, it doesn't go into a to-do list app, or it doesn't do anything like that. It's just something that I need to put in my to-do list. It's something that I need to act on. Uh, and so when somebody stops me at church and says, I need two more workbooks for such and such class, I'll open drafts real fast, jot it down, and I know that I've got it set to the number of notes that I have in my inbox in drafts is the number badge that it displays. And so if I come to my office the next morning and I've got four um, a four badge on there. I know I've got four items that I need to look at and kind of process through. Now, drafts is is I, uh, iOS only. Uh, it's not available on Android, unfortunately, and it's not available on the Mac, uh, and for good reason. It's meant to be iPhone and iPad only uh, for a good reason. It uses URL schemes to send your text pretty much anywhere that you want, and so I can send it to. Um, notes. I can send it to a text file. I can send it to Twitter. I can send it to TweetBot. I can send it to Facebook. I can send it to search Google from that um, thing. All those different actions are there in the action directory, and it's absolutely wonderful. I'm going to go in more depth of drafts uh, here in just a little bit uh, on on, a ne- on another show, a separate show. But drafts is invaluable uh, to me as a scratch pad and as a processor for things that I just need to get done. And it's just absolutely wonderful. So I invite you to check out drafts. Uh, that's by Greg Pierce. He's a great developer uh, of that application. The next one is editorial. And editorial is primarily used uh, for my to-do list and for uh, displaying and editing text documents, uh, mainly for displaying. I don't do a whole lot of editing on my phone or writing on my phone unless I have an external keyboard. Um, but editorial has proved to be uh, really, really nice. And I, it syncs with Dropbox, all my text files, and I have them in a in a current in a folder called current. And um, it's just whatever I'm working on at that point. I've got lessons in there. I've got a uh, to-do list in there that's done through task paper, which I'll talk about in a future episode as well. Task paper is a way of doing plain text to-do lists, and it's actually helped me uh, keep up with it as well. I'm going to share a screenshot of the color-coded um, task list that I have categorized by different types of areas, and it's really, really nice to be able to do that. And drafts allows me to prepend or append, append, excuse me, a uh, text to those notes without having to create a whole new note. So if I wanted to add something to my to-do list, I have an action in drafts that I can just go in there, tap, add this to my to-do list, hit the little action button, add it or append it to that to-do list, and it puts it at the bottom of my to-do list text file. It's really, really nice the way I've got it set up, and it's just really wonderful. Editorial is great as a text editor. It's the best in my opinion. It doesn't get frequent updates, but uh, that's what you get when you get a a one-man shop doing that. I think it's... um, Ole Moritz that's doing that, and uh, I believe he's based somewhere in Europe, and uh, it's just a really great application for displaying your text in a great way. You can actually change the font, change the size, so if I'm having a day where you know I, I'm not really seeing all that well and I need to be able to just glance down at my notes while I'm preaching or teaching, uh, I can make the text a little bit bigger. 
and uh, it's just really, really nice on the 7 Plus. It's available on iPad as well, and it's just a great text uh, editor. Moving on, I want to move up to the next row, and you'll see I don't have a bottom row of apps right there, and I, I do that on purpose because I'm just so, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just so, I don't want to say... I'm meticulous in the way that I want my apps displayed. And I have a system of the grid of apps of the ways that it is displayed. Uh, and I'll, I'll share that with you here momentarily. But um, what we're looking at here uh, in the next row is that I have that empty row to make it not feel crowded. And so I just, I don't need that extra row. Uh, that extra row was, uh, it made, made the phone feel crowded. And you'll notice I only have three apps in my dock as well. Well, I find that gives me a really good symmetry for my iPhone as well. And uh, it's just really, really great. I had everything uh, in folders at one point, and I thought that that was going to be really neat as an organization, but it just turned out to be kind of clunky. But these apps that I use on the home screen are used at least once every day, if not multiple times uh, in the day. And so going there, Dispatch uh, is right now, uh, moving from left to right on the bottom row there, Dispatch is my email application of choice. Uh, Dispatch has a lot of great customization features that you can do. It, it displays HTML emails properly. I found that Spark and Airmail, uh, Airmail especially is great, but Spark kind of has problems with HTML emails sometimes. Uh, some of the newsletters and some of the newsline things that I subscribe to, they kind of look awkward. The text is kind of jumbled up and it just doesn't display properly and I didn't like that. But Dispatch has none of those problems. And it's really great. It has really kind of funny, quirky little sounds uh, whenever you need to do something. It's fast. Uh, it syncs really well with Gmail. Uh, and it's really, really good. I'd invite you to check out Dispatch for email. Then I have Chrome uh, down there. Chrome is my browser of choice. I really would like, as, a, as an Apple user, to use Safari. But I just got through uh, using Safari for about a week and on my laptop uh, here in the office on my on my laptop computer, and it just was slower. It was a lot slower uh, than Chrome was, and uh, Chrome to me just looks better. I like the pin tabs, and so I use Chrome on the desktop, which means I can also use Chrome on my uh, phone, and I can open the same tab that is open. It'll sync tabs across devices. That's really helpful to me because I know if I was reading something on my computer, I can go home and it is automatically synced because I don't really bring my computer at home. Even though it's a laptop, I don't really bring my computer home. And so I know that I can look at Chrome on my phone and say, what was that one website that I was looking at? And I want to read that article. And it's going to be in my cloud tabs. And so I can pull that up in the thing. And Chrome just has a little bit, a little bit faster interface. It uses Google, which Google is the best search engine. I've tried to use DuckDuckGo. I've tried to use uh, Bing uh, and other search engines. They're just not as good. And Google is the king for a reason. And so uh, I don't care what Google sees and how they sell my data and things like that. If you're concerned about that, don't use Chrome and don't use uh, Google.com either. Um, but Chrome is my browser of choice, both on the desktop and on my phone. And it works really, really well. And that also helps me sync things across with my Android device. I have a a uh, small tablet, a small Samsung tablet that I use for uh, digital parenting purposes most of the time. But sometimes I like to, you know, dabble on the other side of things and look at Android um, and do the different, you know, look at look at different things on Android. And so uh, you can't get Safari on Android and uh, you can. Chrome is just based upon Android and it's right there in my cloud tabs sync over from all the devices. And so it works across platforms, across uh, operating systems, which is really, really great. 
Uh, the next one is Slack. I, I'm going to have an upcoming episode on Slack. Pretty much every every um, app that you see on my phone screen now, I'm going to have an individual episode about and uh, go into a lot more depth. So you'll have a lot of mini episodes here on these apps individually. And so one big one that I'm going to talk about is Slack. And Slack is just a way for teams to communicate. Uh, and it is wonderful. You can divide stuff up into channels. Uh, different topics. You can direct message different groups of people. Uh, you can direct message individuals. Uh, basically, it's really, you can share files as well. You can share files and links and images, uh, do cute emoji things on Slack as well. And I just find it's a really great place for me to manage. I have three teams on there that I communicate with at this time, and I'm actually communicating with some of our ladies and our ministers here about um uh, VBS on one of them. And so we've got a different discussion room or channel for uh, finding these people for this deal and finding station leaders and finding group leaders and finding line leaders and different things like that. And so all those are broken up into separate discussions. And so we're not having this one big, huge text message thread that just all gets jammed into the text message app. And Slack is just really nice for me to um, be able to communicate with my teams on there. And one thing I'm going to be really talking about in the episode on Slack is I use Slack as an information center of the things that I really want to see. Uh, I have combined uh, Slack with some of the functionality of IFTTT, if this, then that. And I have certain things that I don't want to miss from certain websites like uh, Mac Stories. I want to see every story from Mac Stories. Um, I want to see every story and every podcast note from uh, Connected. I love the Connected podcast with um, with Mike Hurley in, on the on the Relay FM network. I want to see all the show notes for that, so I get them sent via Ifit to the Slack app, and I have all those set aside as different rooms. I have weather updates. I have traffic updates sent there as alerts that come in as well, and I'm going to be going into that. But it's really cool to be able to switch between. I can switch between those teams. Uh, my, I myself, my information center is a team, the VBS team, the one word team. I can switch between those on the fly and I can answer different questions and type out messages and communicate really well with people as well as use it as a little info center to just kind of look at links and look at different things that get sent there. So it's a very curated type of funnel that I have with Slack that's going into there. I don't use RSS anymore. Uh, because it just is way too overwhelming. I use um, Slack and Twitter basically to keep up with news and events and things that are, that I'm concerned about. So Slack is really wonderful. It's free. If you uh, haven't checked out Slack for communication with your team, you really, really should. Next is Overcast. Overcast does not need uh, any kind of preamble or introduction. It is a wonderful podcasting app. Recently, they had a uh, redesign. If you pay for the um, if you pay for the Patreon, I think well the subscription service it's one dollar a month, so twelve dollars a year. Uh, you get access to a couple of different special features, and um, you can access the dark mode. You can access uh, smart speed and a couple of different things. Smart speed is what makes that app uh, incredibly valuable to me. Uh, it takes out the pauses without making it sound fast, and it allows me, I think I looked at my app and it says that I listen to a lot of podcasts, but over the last two to three years, I have saved something like 65 hours of listening time, uh, and that's just insane to me. Uh, I have saved uh, literally almost three days, um, just three three whole days of listening time, and I'm able to churn through podcasts a little bit faster 
and it doesn't sound like it's sped up, like doesn't sound like it's sped up, you know? So Overcast is incredible, and I gladly give Marco Arment, the developer, $12 a year uh, to develop that app, and he comes out with an update usually every six months to a year that has very good improvements, and he's very communicative, and he lets people know when uh, the site's going to be down or the app is going to be down or something like that. Overcast is wonderful. Just I'm just telling you, go get it. Um, a couple of self-explanatory things next. Uh, next, this is my fun row. Um, the the ones on, on the bottom row are the mo- the most used. the The fun row is YouTube, Reddit, Instagram, and Tweetbot. And um, I don't really use the. These are for entertainment purposes, basically. Uh, YouTube has become the place where I go to to pretty much watch anything that I want to. Um, Netflix, not so much. Uh, Hulu, not at all. Amazon Video, not so much. But man, YouTube. I'm really interested in retro video games and uh, everyday carry stuff and, you know, different technology, Apple things. And th- and there's just some absolutely quality content that is coming out on YouTube. And it's right there and it's free. I don't pay for YouTube Red, which is their $10 a month subscription service that gets you away from ads and allows you to download videos. It's really nice, but I'm not going to pay 10 bucks a month for that. And uh, YouTube to me is just fantastic. And I have lists and lists and lists of playlists of different videos that I like. I listen to music on YouTube as well while I'm at work. It's just become a really good entertainment app for me. It's been the center of my entertainment as well uh, for a lot of different things for the last few months. And so um, I'm really going to YouTube a lot these days. Uh, Reddit is another one that I've kind of started on as well. And it's uh, got... Very, very, you know, you can find a community on Reddit, a subreddit for pretty much anything. Um, you can also find some bad stuff on Reddit. So make sure that you um, that you don't search for the bad things on Reddit as well, because it's kind of unfiltered and it'll give you a warning there that it's not safe for work. And um, yeah, so don't don't look at any of that. But uh, at the same time, I follow all sorts of retro video game stuff on there. I follow CRT gaming. I follow Apple stuff. I follow uh, Metroid stuff. I mean, I'm just, it's just my nerd place to go. And uh, there's lots of funny memes on there sometimes. Uh, you'll get some stuff that is not on there. I wouldn't recommend Reddit for, for any kind of teenagers or young people. Uh, because you just can't, you can't filter it. If I ever get, get past a subreddit that is, uh, that's got a bunch of nasty stuff on it, language and everything, I just unsubscribe from that Reddit, uh, that subreddit, and I, I keep going along my merry way. And so uh, Reddit has become a place where I love to go to, um, to look at that kind of stuff. And likewise, in the same way, Instagram has become a place where I just love to subscribe to things uh, that I love to look at. And I love, obviously, retro video games I've mentioned several times before, but you get so much, you get so really good pictures of stuff. I follow all of my friends uh, on Instagram. Some of the people here at church sharing the pictures of their kids. Uh, it's just a wonderful place to go. It's it's my Instagram and Reddit uh, and YouTube are kind of my happy places to go. Um, <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of strange, but uh, they really are, as far as entertainment goes, um, they're very entertaining for different stuff. And I subscribe to a couple of different things, uh, verse of the day, different things and inspiration, stuff like that. It's really, really great. Um, Tweetbot is a wonderful uh, Twitter client and uh, it is the best Twitter client, in my opinion, on iOS to date. And uh, it's where I get most of my news. Uh, it's where I get most of my news, where I follow some of my friends and I talk to some of them as well. Talk to uh, different people. You can tweet it pretty much anybody you want. 
and you can find out what's uh, what what Donald Trump is tweeting, um, what's on his mind, because he lets everybody know, lets the entire world know. So uh, I think that's really funny. But at the same time, uh, I it's it's just really great to be able to follow whoever you want and um, have people follow you and what you say. I don't tweet as much as I used to. Um, and that's on purpose because I use it primarily as a news feed and, uh, it's just, a, it's just wonderful to be able to use it in that way. So moving up to the next row left to right again is workflow. And we'll definitely have to have an episode on this because there's a lot, been a lot of news with workflow recently. Apple last week acquired workflow. It was a small team of developers. And if you've never used workflow for anything, it's free. You should download it. They have a nice little tutorial at the beginning when you first download it to show you how to make a word fl- workflow, excuse me. And it's a lot, in my opinion, it's a lot like drafts, except it allows you to build multi-step things that you can do. Uh, for instance, one of the most valuable things that I find is getting a PDF of a web page. And workflow can do that. And it'll just take the contents of your clipboard from the clipped page, either on Chrome or Safari, and right on your phone, you can actually clip that in there and get a PDF of a web page, images and all, text and all, and you can save it to your Dropbox or your device. And it is just absolutely wonderful. And so uh, Workflow, among other things, is um, is really, it's a wonderful tool to be able to use. And it does some things that I frankly don't understand how Apple allows, but it's going to be really interesting to see what Apple does. Since they've acquired it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this application with that team. And so definitely check Workflow out. It's free. Fantastical, though, not free. It's the, my next app there. Fantastical is my obviously my calendar app of choice. Uh, and it's been for a little while. I used to like Calendars 5 a lot because of the calendar view, but I've come to like uh, Fantastical a lot because it's just easier to make entries. And I find myself making calendar entries um, a lot these days. And so I will put in natural language, I will just type out a sentence and say, speaking engagement in Bowling Green, June 17th. And it will know that that goes to June 17th. It will fill out all the necessary fields. And if I want to go in there and put more details in, I can, but it will actually put all that stuff in there for me. And it's really nice. Um, So Fantastical is a great application. Don't know if we're going to have a show on Fantastical or not. We may do some calendar apps. Uh, in one episode. I don't think Fantastical has enough stuff to have to garner one episode, one full episode itself. But it's a really wonderful application. You should check it out. Notes is next. And, and Notes is is kind of a, it, it's a really, I, I don't know what to say exactly about it. I wouldn't say it's like a conundrum necessarily, but it kind of goes on and off my home screen because I don't use it. So I'll go I'll go a couple weeks without using it at all, but then I'll go a couple weeks using it pretty heavily. Uh, Notes is where I like to keep checklists sometimes. Um, I like to keep images that I want to keep track of. Uh, And I love to keep images on there that are sensitive, like for sensitive tax information and stuff. I'll scan all of my stuff through ScanBot and then transfer that to Notes in a note that I can find, and I'll lock that note. And with Touch ID on your phone, your fingerprint scanner, you can actually lock that note and then open it up with your fingerprint later. So anybody that gets your phone and looks at your Notes app, they won't be able to see all your tax information and things like that. And so Notes has actually proven pretty valuable for me, and it's gotten really, really good, and I expect it to be a little bit better with iOS 11 that's coming out probably this summer or this fall. 
and I expect them to continue to make improvements with it. If you have an Apple Pencil and an iPad Pro, uh, the sketching on, on Notes, um, the Notes app is actually pretty superb uh, with the Apple Pencil. Uh, I actually got rid of my Apple Pencil because I wasn't using it, but I'll tell you what, people that, that use it and love it swear by it, and it's absolutely wonderful. And so that's Notes. Notes is a, give, give Notes another chance. If you haven't used Notes in a long time, give Notes, Apple Notes, another chance on your device if you have an iPhone or iPad. The next is the Bible application, the uh, uh, version uh, Bible application. I've found that I've went back to this version. I used to use um, another different types of Bibles. The ESV Bible is really good because it's just simple and it's just got the text there if you want that. But the, what, what I like about the, uh, the version Bible is that there's so many different versions that I can cross-reference and look at and use. Uh, and everybody's on it and everybody uses it. And the gray mirror here uses the notes, um, uh, the sermon notes feature to where if you're in a certain geolocation, uh, you can actually find the notes to the sermon. Andrew has his notes on, on the sermon every week on, uh, on you version there. And so people can just pull that up and see his sermon notes. And I love that feature. Another feature I really love with this is the making the scriptures, the pictures from the scriptures. And you can share those on like Instagram or Facebook or any of that types of stuff. And that's actually really wonderful too. So we're going to have a, we haven't, I looked through the notes and we haven't really talked about Bible apps. This is ministry bits, but we haven't talked about Bible apps uh, as much. And so I really want to get into that and talk about uh, some Bible apps in a future episode as well. Going up to the next row is a one password. Uh, if you are using the same password, and I've talked about one password before, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. But if you have used the same password uh, for every website, you are just asking for a disaster. Uh, you need to have unique passwords, uh, complex passwords that even you can't remember. Uh, you need to have those for your website. If nothing else, have it for your email. I have a 36-digit password for my email because my email got broken into one time like three years ago, and I vowed that will never happen again. And so I couldn't tell you that password right now if somebody threatened my life. Uh, but one password could, and it's protected. It syncs with Dropbox. It's worked for me. It works on iPhone, iPad. It's available on Android as well. Uh, it's expensive. I believe it's either $20 or $30 for the application. But I'm telling you, you it has a password generator. It will uh, sync up with your browsers, and you'll be able to use it on your browsers on your desktop as well as logging into different things, and you'll have those unique, strong passwords uh, that nobody will ever figure out. And it's a great application to have if you have uh, multiple accounts across multiple devices. So I highly, highly recommend, maybe 1Password one one might be the most important app on my phone. It's not the most used. It's used more than I think, but it, it's definitely the most important app on my phone. Uh, so 1Password. Is, is great. Next is Ecute or Ecute or who, however you say it. I'm not really sure how you say it. Uh, that is my music application. I'm not a big Apple Music fan. I'm not a big streaming fan. Um, I like to own my music. I like it for it to be downloaded. Uh, so often I go to speaking engagements and I get in a, usually I'm listening to podcasts, but every now and then I want to listen to music. And so, uh, and I have a lot of quirky music. I have a lot of video game music that I listen to. And so I just download that, put it into iTunes and put it on my phone. Well, the music application stock on iOS doesn't really work for me. Google Music is great, but again, it requires you a connection or you have to download it 
download all that stuff to your phone and I don't want to do that. But an app like Acute just takes your existing music library and pulls from that and allows you to just use their simple music player. Uh, it's very clean. It's, it doesn't try to get me to subscribe to Apple Music every five minutes. Um, it, uh, it streams my music when it's not available and I can download the music just through iTunes as well and have it all on my device and ready to listen to when I'm in the car, out in the middle of nowhere, wherever I am. And so that to me is the best music application uh, that you can get on the iPhone. Now, if you're an Apple Music listener, uh, you need Apple Music, obviously. Uh, so if you, and if you Spotify or any of those different types of things, not going to work with Acute. But if you have, if you want to own your music, if you have the music files on your computer, like an old school guy that I am, um, then you just need a music player and Acute does the job. It's really great. Uh, Storm is a fantastic application uh, for weather. Uh, it is my favorite um, storm. It is my favorite weather application. I'm kind of a weather nerd, uh, and it is just my favorite uh, out there, especially because the radar is front and center. Uh, recently, there's been a lot of kind of rain and storms and things coming through, and I like to be able to look uh, at those things on my phone. And uh, it's a really, really well designed app, uh, and um, I just really like it. It's my favorite weather application. Not a whole lot more to say about that. Also, not a lot to say about photos. Photos is on there because I so often uh, look at photos. And photos has a really great feature uh, with uh, 3D touch. If you long press or hard press on your, your phone, if you've got a 6S and above, you've got 3D touch. And none of the applications on my, or uh, excuse me, all of the applications on my home screen have 3D touch capability. And they will have options for that. You'll know that if it an app doesn't support 3D touch, if you just if you touch it and hard press on it, and it just gives you a share of this application. That's the that's the default. But like for notes, uh, it says new note, new checklist, new photo, new sketch. I use that all the time. Um, uh, Tweetbot has tweet last photo, show activity, share Tweetbot, tweet. I, I just love this. Um, the way that 3D actions are supported, especially in Chrome, you got new tab, voice search, uh, scan a QR code. I can go right to my subscriptions uh, through the YouTube 3D Touch on the home screen, and it's kind of like having widgets at your disposal. Disposal, excuse me. And it's just really, really nice to have. And so uh, Photos does that for me, and they have a really rich widget with them where I can see the most recent, I can see the favorites, I can even go to a nice feature that has one year ago. And so I'm going to actually give you a photo of this in the show notes as well, and I'm going to take a screenshot of it right now. And so it's really wonderful application, um, and it's most it's very underutilized. But I think Photos is very powerful. You can do a lot of editing right there in Photos. You don't have to have uh, certain applications. Now I'm not going to go into the apps in my uh, top four, my top folders there, and I'll just name them off to you really, really quickly, uh, so that you can get an idea of what um, I use in those folders. But these are these are less frequently used apps. Um, and I just kind of, uh, I use them sometimes, but I, they don't, they don't garner a spot on my home screen, uh, individually necessarily. So the ones that I have there, uh, in the top in the zero zero one folder, I just name, I just number them. They don't really have a lot of good categories. Um, I just kind of stuff them into folders where I think they go. Uh, certain applications are grouped together. Like this is kind of have a financial folder right here is zero zero one, but I have Apple TV remote, self-explanatory settings app, obviously 
Reader is an RSS reader that I sometimes use. Very, very rarely. That one probably needs to move out. eBay is one that I use uh, pretty often. I'm looking up stuff, but I, not every day. Dropbox is one that I actually don't use a whole lot because the apps uh, in my uh, like my editorial and, and uh, drafts they just they use um, they use the syncing and I can see the files there. I don't have to go to the Dropbox app. Acorns is my um, investing app, uh, investing in stocks and mutual funds and different things like that. Um, obviously, you got the clock there. Ascend Federal Credit Union is my banking app. Um, and Amazon. Amazon is used a lot, but I, again, I didn't want to have a shopping application right there on my home screen, just a personal preference. And then going into my um, next one, folder 002, and these screenshots are going to be all in the show notes, uh, is CalcBot. CalcBot is made by the same people that are made that make a TweetBot, and uh, it's a really pretty nice cal- uh, calculator application. I got rid of the stock calculator app in favor of this one, and so that's good. Um, the App Store, obviously self-explanatory. I need to update apps and stuff, look up apps. It's going to be right there. Um, copied is there. Copied is a way to uh, sync copied clipboard text from your uh, computer. It'll keep a running list of all the clipboard stuff that you have on your phone as well as on your computer, and it will sync that up as a menu bar application on my Mac. And so I know that if I sync anything there, I can go to that. Reminders is in there. Now, you might think Reminders is weird. Why do I have all these different listing apps and why do I have to do lists separately in different places? Well, I use reminders for the short list of things that I have recurring tasks. Uh, Like every day I have to do the newsline announcements on the telephone here at work. Uh, Every week I have to submit a 30 minute video uh, to CW30 in Nashville uh, for the television show that we do. And I need that reminder every week. So I have a recurring reminder every week, every day to do those different things. Um, Sheets and docs uh, I use extensively, but not every day on my phone uh, because I use those to reference different docs and things that we're working on for VBS and for spreadsheets for uh, different things here at the building. And I found that I really can't use Microsoft stuff because everybody uses uh, Google Docs because Microsoft was a little late to the um, online sharing spreadsheet uh, and doc party. So... Dropler is a really great place for shortening and sharing links. Uh, I have paid for a lifetime subscription of that. I, ma- I managed to find that on Stack Overflow, I believe, and it uh, it was great. I got a lifetime subscription to the Pro account for that, and it didn't cost me very much at all. Scanbot, obviously what I use to scan pictures. It's the best scanning application out there. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, Pinterest is another one that I use for VBS stuff. Uh, sometimes I'll look at it, I'll treat it like kind of a, like a Reddit or a Instagram as kind of entertainment to look up, you know, Star Trek stuff or EDC stuff or retro game stuff, but not usually. So that's kind of my utilities folder right there. Moving on to folder number 003, I have Netflix, uh, Instapaper, which is what I use to uh, uh, read my articles. And I'm going to have to go into a, another show about Instapaper because uh, I have a lot of, I have a cool thing set up through my reading list on my website uh, with my Instapaper. So if you want to check that out, chadl.co slash reading list, you can see exactly what I'm reading. And that's a convoluted little thing with Pinboard and Instapaper that I'll explain a little bit later in another show. Deliveries is next. Deliveries is an excellent application for uh, tracking uh, any kind of deliveries. We use Amazon Prime extensively here at the church building as well as at personally at home. 
And uh, whenever I need supplies for education, whenever I need uh, different things, I always get them from Amazon because they're cheaper and I don't have to go anywhere to get them. Uh, and I can track all those deliveries with the deliveries app. And it's a really well-designed app by June Cloud. And it's been out for a very long time. And it's just wonderful. It's a wonderful application. Mario Run is there because, hey, it's Mario Run. It's Mario Run, right? Google Photos. Google Photos is an excellent secondary application to kind of, I use it as a photos backup. I have over 7,000 photos on my device. And I can back those up for free. Uh, through Google Photos, and it has a couple of other features that I really like as well. Uh, ESPN is on there for obvious reasons. Uh, it, ESPN sometimes moves to the home screen during college football season uh, because that's pretty much the only sport I really care about is college football. Uh, Firefox is there because I like to use other browsers sometimes, and I like to use Firefox. I like, some, I like how Firefox looks, and I wish I could make a Firefox the default app on my thing, but it just does not have the good desktop experience that I like. I got the Holy Bible there by Paul Avery. I love the Holy Bible here, and it's a lot. It's like a customized version of U version. You can customize it in different colors, different fonts, uh, and uh, it's not very developed as far as like uh, it's not an active development, but it's it's good enough. And I really like that application because it's got a lot of other different things uh, that you can download: Byzantine Greek and all sorts of different other Bibles and commentaries that you can download as well. I've got the news app there because I believe it or not, I actually like to look at the news app and uh, it's actually really helps me out a lot to kind of keep up with some of the news and see what's on uh, the big websites and see what's going on sometimes. So every now and then I'll check that out. And then I'll have my kind of my social folder uh, next on 004. And that is, uh, you got Facebook Messenger and then you got Facebook. I refuse to put Facebook on my home screen because I would be on it all the time. And you know how Facebook is. Once you check it, you get sucked in and then you look at and you see that 15 minutes have passed and you've wasted on Facebook. So I don't have that on my uh, home screen for a reason. And um, directory is there, that church directory. It's instant church directory and we use that here at Graymere. I might do an episode about that uh, and I might talk to our, our deacon in charge of technology here, or excuse me, elder in charge of technology. He manages that and it's just a really um, wonderful little directory app that everybody can use on their phones and it's pretty easy to get on. And it shows pictures of everybody, gives everybody's information and it's uh, it's pretty pretty neat for us to, a really good tool for us to use here at Gray Mare. Got two weather apps there. Is Like I said, I'm a weather nerd and I've, appropriately I have the app named Weather Nerd. It was actually my app of choice for weather for a while, but it didn't have have radar front and center, and I want radar front and center, especially living in Tennessee. Uh, Dark Sky is really cool because it'll show you exactly when it's going to rain. Uh, I love that application, but again, not my favorite weather app, uh, so it kind of gets relegated to here. Snapchat is in there. Snapchat is in there because I actually have a family Snapchat. My my 16-year-old um, sister-in-law, my 18-year-old brother-in-law uh, refuse to communicate with pretty much anything else, and so that's the way that we talk with them. I have a very, very short list of friends there on Snapchat, and primarily it's family. And so don't, you know, don't go add me on Snapchat or anything like that, but you can if you want. That's fine. Um, I've got the Evangelism University app there because I built it, and it's really nice. I'll have the one-word app in there soon. Oh, did you hear that? Whoops. Uh, I've got the phone application in this uh, thing, and it's got really nice 3D touch support. I can use that to view the most recent voicemail. Uh, search for a contact, view the most recent call, and then I have a widget with favorites on there. And so I can just 3D touch that and call my wife very, very quickly. And then last but not least is Google Maps. I prefer Google Maps over Apple Maps because Apple Maps has messed me up a time or two with the wrong directions. And Google really never does that and has never really failed me. And Google has better 
uh, information, it seems like. They have um, a really nice thing to show you what a, how busy a place is going to be at a certain time uh, that you're wanting to go to. It has better search. It finds stuff better. I just don't think Apple's database is up to it yet. And um, I'll switch back if it ever gets to be better. But to me, Google Maps is better. And so I said this was going to be a shorter episode, and I lied to you. Um, I am. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. I'm going to make sure to post this at um, chatl.co slash mbits. So make sure you check that out there. And uh, really, really appreciate you uh, tuning in today. Uh, this has been a little bit longer episode, but I talked about a bunch of apps. Uh, the next few episodes will be short. We'll talk about one or two applications or, th- or topics. I really hope that you uh, can join us. Subscribe, like, uh, retweet this episode. I appreciate everybody liking on Facebook. Continue to do that. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ministry bits. And uh, with that, I will bid you adieu. And you have go out and have yourselves a good and blessed week.